Welcome to Basic Prayer. The teaching series within this podcast is a part of the Basic Discipleship Program. In Luke 11:1, the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Our hope is that this material will equip you with basic Bible truth so that you can have a strong and effective prayer life. Now, let's join today's lesson. Hey, thank you for tuning in to this day, to today's podcast, uh, today's episode uh, study in this series on basic prayer. And today uh, we're speaking on the subject of where prayer, where the rubber meets the road. And in many of our studies, we've uh, looked at Scripture in a topical fashion to look at what the Bible says about prayer. Uh, But in this session, however, we want to be really practical, really real world. I want to give you in this session what I would call handlebars. You know, when you ride a bike, you've got to have something to hold on to, right? Well, when it comes to prayer in a study like this, I think all of us need something to, to hold on to. Uh, We need uh, some practical things to help us implement prayer in our daily life. And so we've we've talked about a lot of uh, ideas when it comes to the subject of prayer. But here I really want us to hone in on uh, the nuts and bolts of a time of private prayer. Remember, Jesus taught us on prayer. Jesus himself prayed. He was an example of prayer. And then he also exhorted us to pray. And he said in Matthew 6, 9, Therefore, you should pray like this. And he gave us detailed instruction of how we are to pray. And he said in Matthew 6, 5, Whenever you pray. Notice Jesus assumes that disciples will have times of secret, private prayer. So the answer is, how can we do this? How can we get real, real world? How can we get real practical? What tips can I give us to help us implement our daily time of prayer? Well, I've given you some throughout this study by looking at scripture, but let me just share with you some things I do in hopes that this will help you in your prayer life. Number one, I would encourage you to do this and follow along if you have the listening outline. Number, two, number one, I would encourage you to create what I would call a prayer bank. Create a prayer bank. Now, maybe you've done a crossword puzzle before, and uh, you know how that works, right? You've got the actual puzzle, and then you've got a word bank uh, with um, the the, or you've got a bank with all the clues that tell you that give you hints at to what type of word should be in five across or four down. Uh, maybe you've done a word search before and there's this, you know, block filled with all of these letters that seem to be random, but hidden within there, there's words either across, um, horizontal, vertical or diagonal. And then there's a word bank where you, you find the words you're supposed to be looking for. My children love to play a lot of those games. When we go to a restaurant, sometimes they get the, the mat, the, the, the place mat that has those types of games on it. So you know what a word bank's like, right? Well, think of this. You need to have a prayer bank. Some people think of a prayer list. I've discovered that it's good to have a prayer bank from which you can draw different requests and then make your list each day. 
The reality is most believers, most church members, most people who are active in a small group are going to be are going to receive so many prayer requests that if they make a list of all of those things, they'll feel like, man, I can never pray through all that. So it's helpful to have a prayer bank where you insert different needs. And then when you come to your private prayer time, you make the list. So create a prayer bank. And in that prayer bank, you can include several things. You can include several different types of prayers. Uh, You can include, first of all, people. I think people should be in your prayer bank. Now, I have mine right here in the back of my Bible. In uh, the the, the back flyleaf of my Bible, I have my prayer bank. And um, I've listed out here in the top uh, right corner, people for prayer. People that I'm regularly praying for. And that list can include several different types of people. It can include family members, number one. It can include sick people, number two. Number three, it can include people with problems they've shared with you in confidence, some uh, life issue they're facing. Number four, it can include people you need to forgive. I found that helpful. Did you know in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus told us to regularly pray concerning those we need to forgive. Didn't he say we're to pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. A lot of people never get victory in life in the area of bitterness or unforgiveness because plain and simple, they don't pray for it. So you can add people uh, you need to forgive. And then number five, you could add people who don't know Christ. I have five such individuals on my prayer list each day. People who don't know Christ. And so right there, you've got five people you can pray for, maybe five, um, five different individuals to add to your list. People should be in your prayer bank. Number two, I think scriptures can be in your prayer bank. You can actually write out passages of scripture. I have uh, these in mind in my prayer bank. I, I have up here in the top left-hand corner, I've written out passages to pray. And I've got passages like Nehemiah 9, 5 through 7, Matthew 6, 9 through 13, the Lord's Prayer, Psalm 51, Psalm 86, Matthew 5, 3 through 10. I think strong prayer warriors uh, know the secret of praying Scripture. Did you know that when you pray Scripture, you're guaranteed you're praying in accordance with the will of God? Did you know that when you pray in accordance with the will of God, you are guaranteed by Scripture that the Lord will hear hear your prayer and answer? What a great promise. Why would you not pray Scripture? Now, now some are afraid to do this because they're afraid it will become too uh, religious or it will be empty and hollow, a thing of routine. Hey, it, it could be like that, but any type of prayer could be like that. Praying scripture only becomes a thing of empty religion if you make it that way. But if you pray scripture from the heart to the Lord, um, it can be very effective. So I've listed out on the handout numerous passages that I have in my prayer bank that I often like to pray. Oftentimes I like to pray the Lord's Prayer to the Lord as a way to center my thoughts on what I ought to be praying about. And I pray it from the heart earnestly. 
Many times I love to pray Psalm 51 just as a way to start my prayer time. I turn to that passage in the Bible. It seems that my Bible easily opens to this passage because I, I pray it so often in my morning devotional time, but I just lay out my Bible in front of me and I begin praying from the heart. Be gracious to me, O God, according to your faithful love, according to your abundant compassion, blot out my rebellion. And many times I pray that entire song. So you can do the same thing. Sometimes you'll need to change the pronouns so that you are personally addressing the Lord, but add scriptures that you can pray. As you read through the Bible in your daily devotional time and you find a passage that, man, I want that to be a reality in my life. Put it in your prayer bank, save it for later and use it as a prayer to the heavenly father. So you can pray for people. They should be in your prayer bank. You could pray scriptures, uh, letter C, you can pray prayers from others. Now, again, many people in evangelical Protestant Christianity shy away from this. They think, wow, that seems kind of liturgical. I don't know if I should pray prayers that have been written by others. Should I really do that? I found, you know, again, we want to avoid vain religiosity. But at the same time, when there is a prayer from a saint of old that really blesses you and helps you, that puts in words your heart's desire for the Lord, why not write it out? Why not, as I've done, uh, copy it, make a copy of it and paste it into the front of your Bible. I have one right here. The lyrics from a song by Keith Green that I love to pray to the Lord sometimes. My eyes are dry. My faith is old. My heart is hard. My prayers are cold. And I know how, how I ought to be alive to you and dead to me. What can be done for an old heart like mine? Soften it up with oil and wine. The oil is you, your spirit of love. So wash me anew in the wine of your blood. I have other prayers that I've copied. Prayers maybe from Charles Spurgeon. I have one that I, I took from a, a book I read by a Puritan of old in a book called Precious Remedies for Satan's Devices. And I often pray that prayer back to the Lord. Uh, the, the author of that book said, um, humble me, Lord, make me lower than low. Uh, don't set me up for a time here on earth only to abase me for all of eternity. Fill me with humility. And I've often used that prayer in my prayers to the Lord. I found sometimes I don't know what to pray. I'm empty. I'm distracted. I'm broken. I'm discouraged. I'm depressed spiritually. And sometimes just praying a stellar prayer from the past from a saint to the Lord could be such an encouragement and a way to give me the words when I seem to have no words. So pray prayers from others. You can also in there put requests you have. Maybe you have a need, a health need. Maybe you have a financial need. Add that to your prayer bank. You can also letter E add struggles. I have a place in my, day, in my prayer bank where I list struggles I have. Maybe a struggle emotionally, maybe a struggle with a besetting sin, maybe a struggle with a certain problem. Now, I, I'm kind of shy about telling people where my prayer bank is because I don't want people to open my Bible and say, what does Patrick struggle with? Let's go find out. Uh, but, but I found that there's something so helpful. There's such a blessing in daily taking those struggles to the Lord. Letter F, you can pray for needs, needs you have, needs a family member has, 
needs within your church family, needs of someone you know. Letter G, you can pray for areas of growth. Maybe you want to grow in regards to your love for others. Maybe you want to grow in your understanding of God's word. Maybe you want to become stronger in prayer. Regularly take that need to the Lord. Put it in your prayer bank. Keep it before you. Remember, there's nothing wrong in praying prayers like that. The disciples came to Jesus and asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. And we know the Lord granted that prayer. That request is what spawned what we now call the Lord's Prayer. And then letter H, I would put, make place in your prayer bank for what I would call biblical types of prayer. And there's three of those. If we think about the old ACTS model of prayer, adoration, confession, and thanksgiving. I often start my prayer time with those three things, A-C-T. Really, that old A-C-T-S, ACTS, acrostic or acronym, uh, was used, uh, has been used by many to guide their prayer time. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. I start off with A-C-T, and then really the rest of my prayer time is supplication. So look at what I've just given you. I've given you a lot of information, a lot of topics or categories for your prayer bank. I've given you five different categories of people you can pray for. And then on top of that, I've given you one, two, three, four, five, six other things you can pray. That's 11. Then I've given you three biblical types of prayer. Uh, that's a total of 14. Now, what really changed my prayer life is when I, I began saying this, I, I listed out a prayer bank like that or created a prayer bank like that. And then from that, number two, I created a prayer table or list. So I'm giving you some steps for making the rubber meet the road in your prayer life. And I've told you, number one, create a prayer bank. But then number two, create a prayer table or list. So in your prayer bank, you've got all of these different categories for which you could pray. Then you enter into your prayer time and you look at that prayer bank and you say, what can I pray for in each of these categories? So you could start with a family member. You've got a list of family members in your prayer bank. Pull one or two family members a day to pray for. for. I, I personally like to pull three a day. I pull two for my immediate family and then one for my extended family each day. Then you can think about sick people you need to pray for. Maybe you've got a list. Pull one or two a day. Maybe you can think about people facing problems or challenges. Pull one or two a day. Maybe you can think of a person you need to forgive. Pull one, two, hopefully not more than two a day. Um, if you've got more than two, maybe, maybe you need to devote your prayer time to, to bitterness and forgiveness altogether. Hey, I've been there before. I know it can be tough. And then number five, make place for people who don't know Christ. And I personally like to always have five in that area. Then, then pick a scripture you're going to pray. Um, pick... Maybe a prayer from another person you're going to pray. Pick some requests, struggles, needs, areas for growth, and then list those biblical types of prayer. Make a prayer list. So, so you've done two things. First of all, you've created your prayer bank. Number two, you've created a prayer table or list. Now you're ready to pray. And here's what I like to do then. Number three, I like to then budget time for each request. 
Now, now all personalities are different. Um, I, I'm a really a, a person who likes to be organized. I have to be structured. That helps me. Others are maybe more free-flowing. I, I understand that. Know this in this lesson. This is not biblically how you have to pray. This is how I pray, and I'm encouraging you, with hopefully, with what um, I do. So some things may work for you. Other things may not. We're all different. I'm just sharing with you what I do. I found it's helpful for me to say, I want to pray two minutes apiece for certain family members. I actually have a stopwatch I use. That may seem kind of legalistic or, you know, really routine oriented. I found when you, when you read scripture and you study scripture, you, found, you find that time is often mentioned with many prayers in the Bible. You see Jesus getting up a great while before day, Mark 135, to go to a solitary place and then he prayed. Read Nehemiah chapter 8. When the people of God experienced a great revival after they finished construction in the capital city, after returning from Babylon, it, it, it remarks on the duration of their prayers. Read uh, the Psalms. The Psalm, psalmist often speaks of morning at noon and the evening. I pray for you. He was structured in regards to uh, time and his approach to prayer. Read Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10, and you'll find that Daniel was very conscientious to pray at certain times of the day. So I don't know how you do it, but I think you've got to reserve time. You've got to keep an eye on the watch, on the clock. So what I do is I reserve time. First of all, I say, okay, this is my time for praying each day and nothing can touch it. And then I assign time for each type of prayer. I assign time. Hey, I can, and many times I'll, I'll make my list and then on the list I might put a time stamp real quick to each one. I'm going to pray a minute for that, two minutes for that. Now, now I'm not routine in that. I, I try not to be overly structured or cold and calloused. Sometimes I get on that adoration part, man, and I've, I've assigned a minute to that. And man, I just feel like I'm really connecting with the Lord and enjoying pouring out my heart and praising Him. And I might pray three and a half, four or five minutes on that one thing alone. And that, that, that's me being led by the Spirit. And then I, I then might modify or change how I pray in the rest of my prayer time. So reserve time, assign time, let her see, watch the time. I, I do. I, I'll sit there and pray and watch the time. Letter D, be flexible. I've kind of already mentioned that, but don't be bound to the clock. The clock's not your God. The Lord is your God. And this is about intimacy and fellowship with Him. But reserving time indeed helps us. And then I would say, letter E, keep it real. Keep it real. Remember the focus here isn't just to get through a list. The goal isn't just to say, wow, I prayed for 30 minutes today. Check. I'm done. God's happy with me. Remember, the goal here is a heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul connection with the Lord. Uh, you, you really want to spend quality time with Him. You want to experience His presence. And Jesus encouraged in this regard a passage uh, we've uh, looked at before, Matthew chapter 6. 
he, he said, whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, verse 5, because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to see, be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. When you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, verse 6, and your Father who is in secret will reward you. Notice that word secret and Father. It implies intimacy and close relationship. So keep it real. Remember, you've got structure. You're, as Paul said, exercising yourself unto godliness with all the structure and discipline. But at the end of the day, man, you've got to have that soul-to-soul connection. If you get to the place where you're just like a show pony jumping over obstacles in order to please God, you need to be able to press the pause button back up and say, wow, this has become stale. This has become just empty religion. And there's times, I'll be honest, I love this type of structure, but there's times where I just say, you know what, I'm going into my prayer closet and it's just extemporaneous, free flow in prayer. I just want to talk to the Heavenly Father with no agenda and no list. I need to like, you know, Jeremiah said in Lamentations chapter two or three, I need to pour my heart out like water to the Lord. So, so keep that in mind. I'm giving you some tips here on how to implement a daily prayer time. And I've told you, create a prayer bank, create a prayer table or list, budget time for each prayer request. And number four, I'd encourage you, be persistent. Don't give up on this. Hey, there's going to be days you miss your prayer time. There's going to be times you pray, pray and it, sounds, it seems like no one's on the other end of the line. God doesn't hear you. There's times I'm down on my knee, knees, and I think, is this just an exercise in frivolity? I mean, is there, is there any purpose or help in this? It seems like sometimes we're like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and our greatest temptation comes in that moment of fervent prayer. I've often sensed that as while I'm praying, thoughts come into my mind, distractions arise, I've had to learn to keep on praying, Luke 18, 1, and to not give up. I kind of think of it like being in an exercise routine or a diet routine sometimes. You've been there before, right? You started off, I'm not going to eat too much junk food, or I'm going to curb my fatty foods or my fried foods, or I'm going to start exercising and going to the gym regularly, and you might miss a day or two or a week, and you think, might as well give up. No use on doing that. I failed. I blew it. Hey, understand this, when it comes to prayer, you can't have that perspective. This is a relationship. And sometimes the relationship isn't what it ought to be. Sometimes we grow cold and distant. And when we recognize that that's happened, we don't need to give up. Instead, we need to get up and shake the dust off and get back at it. Be persistent. Keep going. No matter how many times you seem to fail, always go back to the prayer closet and make time with the Lord a priority. Lastly, I would share this with you. Let your time in Scripture grow your prayer life. Let your time in Scripture grow your prayer life. What I mean by that is this. Each of us should daily be in the Word, I believe. You know, again, we'll miss days. Um, We won't always be faithful in this regard, but we should regularly be in God's Word, reading it, meditating upon it, studying it. And now know this, the best way to grow your prayer life is to regularly read and study scripture. As you read and study scripture, you're going to learn more about who God is, 
more about who you are. You're going to learn more about what the Lord's will is. You're going to learn more about how God works in relation to humankind. And so you'll, you'll learn more and more of how to pray. And remember, when you pray in accordance with God's will, you're praying powerful prayers that God will answer. So, so Scripture should really guide our prayer life. And I encourage you, let your time in Scripture grow your prayer life. Now, I, th- I think we have an example from this. If you were to look at Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 through 23, you would read a prayer of Daniel. Daniel was a great prayer warrior, great example for us. And he prayed this after this um, encounter wherein the Lord gave him the interpretation to Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And uh, so Daniel, afterwards, after he got the interpretation, he praised the Lord and said, May the name, Daniel 2.20, May the name of God be praised forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to Him. He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and established kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. You could go on and read the next couple verses. Wonderful prayer. But here's what's so interesting about that prayer. If you were to take the phrases of that prayer and search for the phrases throughout the Bible, you would find that the very phrases Daniel used are found in the law and the prophets. If you were to even look in your Bible, you'll perhaps see little italicized letters out to the side of Daniel's prayer that reference certain passages of Scripture. What is Daniel doing here? Yes, he's praying to God, but specifically... He is praying portions of Scripture back to the Lord. Notice a secret for strong praying. Praying Scripture again. And so I encourage you, if you want to be strong in prayer, let your time time in Scripture grow your prayer life. Now this is something different than what I talked about earlier, just praying Scripture back to the Lord. This is having a mind that is filled with the Word of God. And when you pray, you have the ability to extemporaneously, off the cuff, if you will, recite Scripture to the Lord in prayer. So if you were to hear me pray, you might hear me during my time of praising the Lord. I don't say anything really novel during that time or something I've created. I'm often saying things like, Lord, you sit enthroned above the circle of the earth. That comes from the prophets. Lord, you dwell in unapproachable light, and no eye has seen you, nor I can see you. You are first and last, Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. That's from Paul's letter to Timothy. So I encourage you, have a long view perspective on prayer, and realize the more and more that you read and study God's Word, your heart and mind is going to become filled with His truth, and you are going to be more equipped to pray biblical types of prayers. Thank you for joining us today for our lesson on basic prayer. Stay current with other episodes by subscribing to our podcast or visit us online at basicdiscipleship.com. If you have any questions about the material presented in this lesson, or if you would like to give feedback, email us at info at basicdiscipleship.com. Thanks for listening.